All right, here we go. Episode 77, brand new. Aji's podcast brought to you by the Fudge Kitchen with Harry Mays, Jason Martinez. It is crazy sports time in Philadelphia. And uh, we're going to talk about that and much more. You too, Tony Bruno. Tons. What's going why, on? Why are you in hushed tones? It's almost like you're calling a golf tournament. Is that what it sounds like? Yeah, yeah. I need a little bit more pop out of you. Okay. I mean, we got a game seven tonight. I don't know when this fucking thing will come out. Maybe by the time they're in game three of the World Series, this episode will actually uh, download. I'm getting no. a lot of complaints. Spring training, by, Harry, comes yeah, out. Right. By people <laughs> not being able to get this stuff in time. I don't understand what really goes on. But you can watch it live and anytime on our Twitter feeds. That's the thing that people need to understand, no. right? That's exactly Harry. That's exactly right. Right. I mean, don't wait for this stuff to drop on these, you know, these app things. Because a lot of times, what, you get you get this stuff sort of thrown out by copyright stuff, right? Very often. <laughs> I mean, what, what, we tend like, to for, violate the law. Right. For example, what was the last issue? Uh, that the, the thing didn't drop for like a week and yeah. you said it was a copy. What, what, what did we do Leonard wrong? I think it was Oh, is that what it was? Yes. Because so we put, can't even talk. Oh, we did we play a song? I I tend to put music at the beginning and the end when yeah. I produce the audio version. Right. Usually of a band that we've referenced or talked about on the show. Like when we well, talk about Led sense. Zeppelin, yeah. you get Led Zeppelin. Right. <laughs> like the Wonton song, we your Wonton song we that did a in. couple weeks ago, right? But I did not receive a copyright violation for Led Zeppelin. Interesting. Yep. Some bands you do, some you don't. Now that's like Jimi Hendrix. Forget it. Our video, they may come to our house, Harry, and beat us up and then take the video or our right? audio down. Yes. And then Joe Biden's IRS people will come in and yep. you're you're totally you're totally screwed. Yep. Full okay. full cavity check, Harry, after uh, that. <laughs> okay. Well, we're gonna talk a little U2 today. So I wonder if they'll come after us for that. I don't think U2 is one of the litigious bands. Okay. Uh, that goes that freaks out every time. So I, like I get these notifications on Facebook in nonstop too because they got to be compliant and right ask cap and BMI and all this stuff and copyright fees. So I'm always fighting the law here. So in I other fought words, the law, but the law won. And the law won exactly right. And so in other words, Ronnie Van Zant posthumously comes after us, yeah, because we had played one of their songs. Yeah, there's some bands that, you know, you just can't play. Rick Beato actually talks about it on his YouTube um, page quite a bit. Uh -huh. he'll, he'll do like a top 10 list and he'll go, yeah, I can't play this song for you because if I do, they'll take my video down. Okay, so he already knows ahead of time the, the some of the bands. bands. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, that would yeah. be worth knowing, I guess. But like he's um, doing a top 10, you know, opening riffs to rock songs. Yeah. But he can't play the Beatles. I love you know, that. First day. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Beatles are one of the bands. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, that sucks. It's like, come yeah. on. Can we get over this thing? Like, we're all sharing and listening to music and stuff. Right. You know, do we really have to? Like, I can't use it as an intro or an outro on the Odd G's yeah. podcast. Ronnie Van Zant would have kicked our ass, too. Oh, yeah. Back in the day. I mean, he'd be up there. Remember how you'd be on the stage barefoot? He went everywhere mm -hmm. barefoot yep. with those jeans, those bell-bottom jeans, right? Yep. And then he'd have a little bit of his gut sticking out because he was kind of – he was a little fat. He was portly, Harry. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and he'd always almost wear, like, those, like, T-shirts that were almost like midriffs on him. Yep. And then he had the hat on. Mm -hmm. And the, the, give, the Give Me Three Steps song is that an actual thing that actually happened to him. Yeah. I, I love that band. Oh, and so do I. You're right. He, he would show about three quarters of an inch of belly. Belly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
He wasn't like Shakira, Harry, no. you know, exposing the entirety of the midriff. No. And it was just because he had the barrel at the top of the belly, which pulled the T-shirt slightly up. Right. He didn't have a six pack. No, <laughs> yeah, 12 pack. Huh? <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe a 30 pack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they didn't have 30 packs back then. Remember that they came out with the 30 pack? Uh, yeah, they did. I used to get those. That was an extra value. Get six extra beers in there, yeah. man. An extra sixer, as they say, in beer parlance. Exactly. <laughs> but but it was like, hey, fat fella with the hair colored yellow, what you trying to prove? That, that's the guy talking to him. Yeah. How great was that lyric? Well, you got the Neil Young lyric, too. Well, that was the man. Don't, was... Want, don't need you around anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They 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 were such a good band. And yeah. You know, cut short. That was Sweet Home or Sweet Home Alabama. That's yeah. All. yeah, yeah, with Neil Young. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, but great stuff. We got a lot of those... sports to talk about today. Yeah, real quick on music though. Yeah, um, Leonard Skinner. There's a couple of bands, and Leonard Skinner's in the category. Even though they had such a signature sound, and there's a lot of you know that Southern beer drinking type rock music. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever sounded like Leonard Skinner. No, there's, there's a few bands in that category. Let me give you a couple. So Leonard Skinner's in there. Steely Dan. Nobody could ever duplicate it. No. In nope. fact, they, they had a tough time duplicating it live. That's why they hardly ever toured. They were a studio band, like yeah. the Beatles. Exactly. Came. Yeah. Um, then you have a band like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Nobody's ever tried no. to do anything like it. Nothing. Well, they might have tried, but they're not successful. They didn't yeah. make it. Yeah, like Pearl Jam came out, and everybody tried to emulate it and did. Mm-hmm. Whether it was Creed or whatever the fuck, right? But like Red Hot Chili, those bands, you could not, you couldn't touch it. And you right. couldn't try and do it because it would have sounded so phony. Right. It's it's a, it's a weird phenomenon. It is. But yeah, Steely Dan's in that category. Chili Pepper. There's a bunch of bands in that category. But on to sports, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get back to music a little later because I had you, I made you do a little homework. I was a little annoyed that you hadn't done hadn't done it last time. Yeah, handed me the assignment even, late, Harry. You didn't even know it was in existence. That's how far into a hockey bag you've been that yeah. you didn't, you weren't even aware that this place exists in Las Vegas, and that's the sphere. We'll, well get back to that. Well, the, the the boys are in Vegas tonight, Harry. Oh, okay. Yeah, the the Flyers are there tonight for late night hockey. Okay. Well, I guarantee. So you'll be doing a watch the Phillies game, and then you'll go right into the Flyers. Yeah, the the puck doesn't drop in Vegas tonight. Until 11.07 Eastern. Is that right? A total outrage, Harry. Oh, wow. An East Coast team should never have to pu- drop the puck on their own time at 11, past 11 p.m. Well, screw the team. It's about the fans. The fans shouldn't have to stay up until 11.08. On a Tuesday. Puck drop. Right. right. Yeah, if you're going to do it on a Friday or Saturday, or Saturday, I yeah. can get by. I, right. I can. You can make the case. Yeah. Right? But on a Tuesday night? I don't think so. No, I agree with you. That that's that's ridiculous. I'll be, I'm going to be up till four thirty in the morning tonight. Oh wow! Because I'll get done the I'm going to get done the post game show leading into the John Kincaid show probably. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then I got to do the podcast. We're doing video of the podcast, so that's an added takes me time to you know process and edit video and then upload and all that right. you know, fun stuff. So yeah, four thirty minimum that I have. Jeez, well, yeah. you're going to be shot tomorrow. I'm shot now. <laughs> well, I, 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 it's true tomorrow. I'm glad you said it instead of me. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah. So yeah, they're in Vegas. Yeah. But um, well, maybe you are shot from the watching that Phillies game last night, boy. And I was really excited the way Nola came out. His pitches were moving, late mm-hmm. movement on all those fastballs. I'm thinking, man, this is going to be a good night. And then the second inning came around, and you get the back to back jacks. 
And then they got the third run on Longoria. I think Longoria hit a double and scored another run. And next thing you know, you're down three, nothing. You're like, Whoa, what just happened? Yeah. You just got hit over the head with a two by four. You're ready to explode and yeah. celebrate a trip to the world series. And then boom, it's not your night. And now yeah. you got to you lean on Ranger Suarez. Yeah, and they couldn't hit last night. I mean, their yeah. brand is hitting, bashing the baseball. I mean, yeah. you know, I thought Nola pitched well enough to win if they do what they normally do at the plate, and they didn't do it. That guy shut him down, to his credit. A lot yeah. of awful at-bats last night. Man, Trey Turner's first at-bat, it, it was like an instructional video on what not to do. It was so yeah. bad. <laughs> and Bohm has been invisible. Castellanos had some of the worst looks, too. He, it almost looks like he just goes up there to take three pitches and strike out so he can go back and sit the fuck down. Yeah, and hang Seriously. out with the boys. Yeah. Boys, uh, boys I'll be right back. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Keep my seat warm. Don't worry. I'm not going to circle the bases. I won't waste a lot of your time. Yeah. Hold my beer. I'll be right back. Yeah. Keep, hey, yeah. keep that on ice. Uh, seriously this, though like paulie said keep this warm <laughs> with the plate of food okay. <laughs> um yeah i mean th- here's the thing Harry, mm-hmm. which leads me to this question i have to ask you because you know much more about baseball than i do let me ask you this mm-hmm. with the bats and the at-bats being as bad as they were last night is that something you can turn in a day or is that something that tends to linger beyond a day or is this just it's a trip to the World Series. Throw out all the conventional wisdom about the way baseball works, ebbs and flows. I think it's just an approach thing, really. And I think that can change. I mean, you know, we've seen plenty of good at bats from this team getting to this point. I mean, it was just, I think it was a night where they kind of thought, hey, we're back home. We just won game five and we're going to just roll the balls out and the, the crowd's going to, you know, lift us through this and the, first yeah. couple of innings nola's looking good it's just gonna happen and it doesn't work that way no, i mean you got to give credit to the arizona diamondbacks i mean they they came up off the mat in a very difficult environment and got a great outing out of their starting pitcher but they gave him a boost by getting some early runs and sort of taking the crowd out of the out of it and then every inning goes by you're like holy shit we're still down three to one here like what's going on yeah. and then they tack on an extra run and it's four to one and you're like man where's our big inning we need, yeah. we need our big inning. Come on. That's this always happens. For. And it never fucking happened last night. So, yeah, I think they can turn that around tonight. Uh, you know, it's a different pit. Momentum in baseball is the next day's starting pitcher. And there's never been a truer statement in the sport because that's that's an absolute fact. So you brought up Ranger Suarez. I think Ranger Suarez is a competitor, man. I love mm-hmm. I love when this guy pitches. You know, the manager seems to get a little jerky with him because he can't wait to take him out. And he can't wait to go to the bullpen. And tonight, every all hands on deck, and it's that way for both teams. I think these managers get a little. Might, he might get a little jumpier, you know. If, if Ranger oh, puts a guy definitely. on base in the third inning, he like, he's going to start warming up a guy. Because yeah, can we it's warm game him up seven behind a curtain, though, Harry, so the pitcher doesn't have to see it. I know I think that fucks with him. I know, man. You turn around, <laughs> you get to grab the rosin bag, and you're like, oh shit, he's got him up. Why is he up? <laughs> I, I walked one guy, and you got right. a guy up. Yeah. Like, you know me, like I would be looking into the dugout saying, hey, oh, oh, what do you want from me? <laughs> you imagine if Nahagin was like the baseball manager? He'd be the greatest, Harry. And, oh, I'd be so great. And, I, and I'd be looking at him, he'd be coming out in the dugout, stay right there. Don't yeah. even bother. Yeah. <laughs> Just turn you around need to come out here. and sit down. <laughs> I got this. 
could you imagine him? Co- You're a pitcher, Harry. He comes out to the mound. Yeah. Or how are you feeling? <laughs> you know, trying to take the ball. I don't know what this next batter's thinking, but yeah. I think I'm going to take you out. Yeah. And you're you're like, you're like, ah, oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I, I my arm's not feeling great. He's like, maybe I got the wrong guy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, so oh great. it would be just we could just do video after video. I, oh. I wish I knew how to do that head replacement thing and <laughs> what? The, yeah, the, replace the, the face. Yeah, the, that's but his great. But his uh, square head with the flat top on it. Uh, he, he, that haircut. He posts those videos every day, and you get the, the good look at the haircut. Live man. from the corner office, Harry. Yeah. It's a huge hit out there. It's looking tight, Sanford, man, that yeah. haircut. I like it. Yeah. 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 Pulling the socks up. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's game seven tonight. I mean, you didn't want this to go seven because anything can happen in a game seven. I know they're favored, like, minus 165, which kind of makes you feel pretty good. But it doesn't mean anything, you okay, know, when yeah. it comes down to baseball or any sport, really, in a game seven. Anything can freaking happen, and it usually does. So it's whoever grabs the the the, the con first, yeah, and makes something happen, right? You know, if, if in the second inning it's still scoreless, you know, three up, three down, both sides in the first inning, and then they come out in the second inning and put up two runs, yeah. a home run, and you know, work a run it. Then all of a sudden, there's so much pressure that gets applied, mm-hmm. and the the reason why it's not good, obviously, it applies pressure to the players, the pitcher, and everything else, but it also puts the manager in a chokehold, right? Because you do go into this situation, and go, I want to be patient with my starter because it's baseball, right? But you're going, there, it's not baseball tomorrow if we lose, right? It's golf, right. and the and the other <laughs> thing is, is that you know the the home crowd, which is such an advantage here, yeah. you know, at, at this ballpark. The later the game goes without the, the runs being scored, they get antsy. Yeah. And and you can just feel the tension in the – it comes through your television. Yeah. I can't imagine what it would be like to play in it because cool. you could feel it because that crowd, they want to let loose, man. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. You want it to. to be a party. You want to get up for nothing in the first inning or, or two and have it just be a rollicking party all the way through to the 27th out. That's what you want. You want an early Schwarbaum and a Harper Homer and right. then open up the taps on the beer uh, on the kegs. Act. Right. Sort of like the <laughs> NFC championship game was last year for the Eagles. Bingo. You know, you, you know, they got out early and you just knew this is the, the party has begun. We're going to the Super Bowl. That's what yeah. you want tonight. Yeah, uh, but I then they're going to totally have the Texas agree. Rangers, man. I'll tell you what. You talk about yeah. impressive. They beat the Astros. They beat the Astros in a game seven uh, <laughs> on the road. And they didn't just beat them. They thumped them. Yeah, they're a good team, Harry. They, they were really horrid are. a couple of years ago. Now I know. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, they spent a lot of money, made a lot of deals. And, you know, some of the guys aren't even, you know, and I know Scherzer came back. That was a late ad. But DeGrom, who they made, that was the big acquisition yeah. uh, in the offseason. And, he, you know, he's been hurt the whole time. Imagine if they had him at the top yeah. of that rotation. Oh, God, he's a so. he's a just an absolute monster yeah um you know with that it's good to see new blood in there though it is it harry is. this is also you know they yeah they went out and spent money and stuff but the, i think this is baseball also because of the rule changes and opened it up it's a i think it's going to allow more teams to be in the mix mm-hmm. because before it was so formulaic because of the analytics and the shift and all that stuff right i think i think you may like remember way back you'd see like the reds one year or yeah. you see you know, it wasn't always the Yankees and the Reds. You'd see all these different teams. Cleveland was in the yeah. mix with Albert Bell and yep. James Lo- uh, Lofton out in center field and all that. I mean, that I like that variety. Oh, I yeah, want, me too. It always to be there every year. But yeah, me, me too. And the variety they, you know, of the AL. 
and it forces you to get to know some of these other players. Like, you know, I had no idea who these guys, these Diamondbacks were. Really, I didn't really yeah. care. But now, now I do. This this Kettle One Marte guy. Wow, yeah. what a player he is. Yeah, you know. But now look at this. Now this see this pisses me off. We go right this? into a hockey court. We're not going hockey here. We already T did the hockey three. Yeah, the hockey minute's over. You missed it. I think it was before Rewind. we started the stream, huh? <laughs> what is the what's your thoughts on the NHL having all their stars play tonight in 15 to 30 minutes interval? I don't know what that means. I don't either. And if you don't know what that means, yeah, I certainly don't know what that means. Well, they're but doing anyway. teams playing tonight. And they're doing like a red zone type thing. Too. Oh, is that that's Oh, I know what he means. 30, 15 to 30 minutes. So every team's playing and they staggered the starts, I think is what he's saying. Oh. It's brilliant. I mean, the fact that sports leagues don't stagger starts is hideous to me. So that's why the Flyers play so late. Well, yeah, it's a doubleheader on ES. It's the national doubleheader. I got you. Know, okay. Vegas well, now league. it makes a little bit more sense. But now, that, now a red zone for, for a hockey would be pretty cool. Yeah, but what's the red zone? Would you just put power plays on? Like, uh, oh, this team's in the red zone. In the offensive zone? I mean, Chris, you go into the offensive zone 16 yeah, times in a no. minute. <laughs> yeah, maybe power plays. Yeah. On the power play. On the power play. Coming up in 30 minutes time. I just appeared with Scotty. and <laughs> I was you? on a NHL Network Radio last week, Harry, on Friday, with uh, Scotty Lachlan and Gordo. And Gordy. Oh, Gordo. Gord, Gord, Gord is a great Canadian name. Oh, it's Gord. Awesome. Gordy. <laughs> they bring me on. I go, Scotty and Gordy, hi. What's going on, boys? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, awesome. Now we got to get into the Eagles too. Um, big win Sunday night. You know, wearing the Kelly greens. They look good, man. They did look good. They that did. Favorite part, Harry? The helmet. The helmet. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. The silver in it. It looked good. Yeah. And they played well. Um, but the thing is, man, I can't, I can't discuss the Eagle game without discussing the elephant in the room, and That's that was the happened. officiating. Yeah. Well, I mean, when do you ever have a game where the opponent, the visitor, has 10 penalties to your zero? You yeah. mean to tell me that the Eagles played a quality opponent in Miami with that explosive offense for four quarters and didn't commit a penalty? Yeah, that's crazy. Seriously. How, it's not possible. It is not possible. Not with <laughs> that many moving parts. No. And the, <laughs> and the, the uh, roughing the passer on Wilkins was a travesty. Yeah. I know we want the Eagles to play well and win, but you got to be honest. Every Eagle fan has to be honest. That was a BS call. Yeah. That was well, terrible. It, it the, You see it all over the league, and you see it yeah. on social media about the officiating. I mean, look, that sport's really hard to officiate. Sure. Because you want to let them play, but the, the, the reason why it's so hard to officiate, two things, is the sheer speed of the mm -hmm. game, number one, and it's so physical. Like, there's physicality not even where the object of the game is the ball. Yeah. You know, cause the, the line is blocking. So it's, it's, I'm at, and I know they got like 12 referees and officials yeah. out there, but it's still incredibly difficult yeah. to, to officiate. It's going to be the thing that we're going to hear about till the end of time. If you like football, you got to accept that the officiating sucks. At times. Yeah. Yeah. The, the face mask too. Uh, T mm -hmm. two Oh three. That was an egregious miss. <laughs> How do you miss that? Yeah. Yeah, you know, what well, we see it on our TV, and we go, oh my God, we're watching HD. Yeah, 
You know, back in '83, Harry, when we watched football oh. games, did we say that? We no, no, no. We we barely knew the guy had a face mask on. No, but you, see you the know, clarity. When, you, when you see a guy's head, you know, just Snap. like jerk like that, how do you miss that? Yeah, you know, it looks like seen, his head's gonna pop off. We've seen plenty of flags come out late where you're like, "Oh, are you serious?" <laughs> like yeah. you, you see that, you process it, you throw the flag. Well, which which of the four major sports has the worst officiating? Is it football, basketball? Like the end of a game in basketball, oh, with yeah, the, hack a shack and you know, that whole thing, and then and the flopping at, and all that stuff yeah, that goes baseball, on. Baseball, I know, guess baseball, that's got a little better because of the, yeah, and well, and then they re, they review plays, mm-hmm. but the strike zone is it's just such a subjective thing, and it depends, you know, it's like, like I pay real attention to that because when I played baseball at a very young age, I was a catcher and learning to frame the pitches was something that was, is really cool to me. And certain catchers like Raul Muto is brilliant at it, yeah. you know, where he can take a pitch that's just a touch outside the zone and just Pull it turn. In. He can just turn his wrist and all yep. of a sudden now it's a strike. Okay. Cause it looks like now it's an illusion he creates. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. You're, he is very good. He's at really it. He good last at night, actually. Too. Yeah. He did. He was doing it last <laughs> night. Yes. But, um, man, the fishing, you know, I'd probably say football just simply because, and here's, here's the reason I gamble mostly on football. So I'm more t- dialed into what was a, in my view, a blown call or a missed mm-hmm. call or a, you know, stuff like that because I'm betting the game. Yeah, it feels more consequential. Yes. Yeah. You know why it feels more consequential, Harry? Because it is to your wallet. Because it is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And s- speaking of, um, when the Eagles now 6-1, and one, tied with the best record in football with the Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco loses last yeah. night. I had my buddy bet the, the Vikings. I said, hold your nose. It's a stinker. But that's way too many points to be laying at home or, or laying on the road. Excuse me. Take the seven and just watch the baseball game. And he did. Yeah. And they went outright. Yeah. Um, so the Niners getting a couple, getting some injuries now with, with the Niners that are affecting yeah. him. No Debo, the Trent Williams. I know uh, uh, the running back played last night, but he he wasn't a hun- he was near 100. They probably shot him up. He's got yeah. some oblique issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's you know, that, longer. that time of the year now where the, some of these teams now starting to take on injuries. Yeah, you start to look at teams and when they have the bye week to get a mm-hmm. little healthier, and you yep. know, you coaches the ones that manage their players through this this period of time now. Yeah, oftentimes are the ones that can set their teams up for success down the stretch and into the playoffs. Right, it's, you got to manage the shit out of this, their energy right. and everything, the way you practice them. Now I know they lost to the Jets because you know they they lost the turnover battle. I mean, yeah, when you when it, you it's get- had a clunker. Yeah, it was a clunker. Uh, and we're going to go with 17 and 0. It's kind of easy to have a clunker when you play play a team, you know, like that that, you know, is back to their backup quarterback and you're just mm-hmm. maybe not as motivated. I don't know, and you're not as focused. Maybe maybe that's what it is. You take them lightly, they, Harry. They haven't played their best football and they're 6 and 1 and they just beat the Dolphins. Yeah. So now, I know they're, you know, the refs weren't great, but the refs didn't win the Eagles the game. The Eagles won the game. They dominated the line of scrimmage. That defensive front, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, here's the thing. They haven't played their, their best football. You know, Hertz has not been otherworldly. No. Turning and the ball look, over. Yeah. I, I Listen, I don't think that, you know, we last year spoiled Eagles fans when it comes to Hertz. Now I think there's an expectation that's going to be hard for him to maintain a meet. Mm-hmm. He's well, a really you know, good quarterback. 
You've also yeah. had defensive coordinators, you know, dialing film in, you know, for the last Bingo. couple of months to say, hey, we, we got the Eagles on the schedule this this week or this year. You know, if they're not a division team, you know, let's see what what can we do to sort of make Jalen Hurts, you know, more mitigate him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. this is the cat and mouse game of coaching versus scheme. And, yeah. And, player, you know, so look, he's getting keyed on. They know like, he loves to go to the right side. Right. And you've also outside. got a new offensive coordinator here, you know, yes. that, you know, they're, they're just really still figuring, figuring out each other, if you will. Yeah, six so, and one, you're, you're figuring it out. You're six and one, you're six and one. Like there's no moral victories or anything, or in, in the NFL, there's no bad wins. You only right. have 17. If you win, I don't care how you do it. I know right. that fans want to see them. Style points down. don't matter. Yeah. I don't give a shit about that. It doesn't right. matter. You're, yeah. just, you're totally right. Now they do like, in you know, college you cover football. the bet. They do in college football. Yeah, certainly. And I got a bone to pick with your guy. Everybody does. Yeah. He's now three and 16 in what they classify as the big games. Yeah. Three and 16. But I got to ask you this question. Yeah. Because this is the question that matters most. Have they been the team in those 19 games where they're three and 16 that you would have thought were going to win the game from a talent standpoint? Well, I did this week. I, this past week, I you like they, the, had you the talent, they had the talent deficit. They had the talent capable of winning that game. Okay, so that was a coaching loss. Uh, well, coaching or you know the players just not playing up Executing. to their potential, whatever it is. That Kalen King, who everybody raves about, the the cornerback. Yeah. Uh, first of all, he wants no part of contact, none in the yeah. run game. He is non-existent. Yeah. He, he kind of comes up to the pile and he's like, eh, he doesn't want to tackle. Yeah. And his coverage ability, they they had him one-on-one with Harrison, which I thought was a big mistake. They were doubling him early, and it was fine. Got away from it. And he got away from it, and he just torched that kid. Yep. Yeah. No price. Um, he had the penalty that called back the defensive touchdown, which was a penalty. He grabbed him. Agreed. I don't know why he did, but he did. Daquan Hardy. Failing, I know he's not the normal punt returner, but he fielded a couple punts prior to this. Let's that punt bounce, and it went 25 yards. Yep. They could have had the ball at midfield after they just made a huge defensive now stop. Now they're at 30. Yep. And now they, they have it at their own 24, I believe, is what oh, it was. Man. It, was yeah. it was huge. Um, what was the other thing? The, the offensive coordinator stinks. Yurkic, mm-hmm. like, oh. yeah. whatever his name is, he, he should go back to Shippensburg. He was a coach at Shippensburg. <laughs> That's where he belongs. In my opinion, and um, uh, what was it, Manny Diaz? I mean, you got to do better, man. Uh, you know, I don't know. He he took the double off of Harrison, which I thought was a big mistake. You know, to stop the run. Well, what is what are you more? What can damage you more in Ohio State? A backup running back or that guy? That guy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, it's a hard place to play. It I is. Know a lot of people. This happens once a year when. Penn State loses in that three and 16 record to a Michigan, Ohio State, you know, one of those in, in that game. Right. Um, and they all call for James Franklin's head. He's not a great game day coach. He's a great recruiter, as we know. He is. And the program has been consistently in the top 12 now, I think, yeah. for seven or eight years. Um, but are you okay being in the top 12 at Penn State, or do you want to go to the college football championship? Right. You know, that's oh, the question. Right. And, and also, if you're James Franklin, Fourth and one about your own 46-yard line early in that football game, mm-hmm. you don't punt the football. Mm-hmm. Not if you're there to win. No, you gotta you gotta make a statement there. Yeah, they you don't, they don't push, have any push. they don't really have any confidence in this quarterback, is what is what it tells me, the way they called that game. Yeah, a little conservative. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. totally agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're not beating Ohio State kicking field goals and punting on fourth and one at midfield. You're not doing it. No, you got to have bigger balls than that. Yep. You have to yeah. on the road, especially because you can take the crowd out of it. And so, yeah, I, I was disappointed. I mean, it was tight for a long time. And then it was ugly. Ohio State just stretched their legs. And I'm like, oh, boy. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yep. And here we are again. Penn State's got the L on the calendar, and who knows where they go from here. Well, that's interesting. I'm, I'm interested to see what they look like this week against a bad Indiana team. They're favored yeah. by like 32 and a half or something. Take Indiana, Harry. But, well, I, with the points. If if you put a gun to my head, I probably would. But I'm very curious to see because a lot of times in college football, Sag. and you know this, when you're playing a big game and you're undefeated and people are actually thinking you can win that game and you lose. The next week, there's a deflated feeling like our season's over. We're not going to the we're not going to the playoff. We're, we can't, you know what I mean? Like we can't. Nothing win. means as much now. Exactly. So sometimes you come out flat and you yep. get beat again. Yeah. Now they're not going to lose to Indiana, but you know what yeah. I'm saying. We've you're right. We've seen it. If we've seen it once, we've seen it a thousand times in college football because one loss. Right. In, in a lot of it, your season ends right Well, look there. what happened to USC. They lose yeah. to Notre Dame. They threw a clunker. The quarterback looked awful, turned the ball over left and right. And then they come back at home against a good Utah team and lose yep. again. Yeah. 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 It, it's, it, it, I imagine like the next day of practice after, you know, they get back from Ohio State late Saturday, Saturday night. Right. And then I get, they get to practice this week. And I can imagine the energy of practice was non existent. Right. Like totally different week to it. Like though, the first practice of the week leading into Ohio State was probably oh, yeah. ratcheted up. Got so the high. music playing, all yeah. dude, everybody's bumping around. Yeah, yeah. And then and then you get to this week, and it's like eh, they're playing spa music or yacht rock. <laughs> We're getting Jerry Rafferty's Baker Street. This hey, week, I love Harry. that song. I do too. It's <laughs> a great song. <laughs> I had that album. Do you know that? Yeah. When I was a kid, it's a good song. Man. City to City, I think, was the name of the record. Look oh. it up. Wow. Because it had right down the line on it, too, which was another one of his hits. His only two, Harry. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> he, yeah. he was not. He I think was it was called City to City. Um, Jerry Rafferty. And Jerry is with a G, by the way. Correct. Yeah, that rarity where he spells it with a G. He was a big booze hound. City to City, right down the line. 1978, Harry. 1978. I was in there. eighth grade. Yep. Eighth grade. Yep. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, some good songs. I think he's Scottish. He was Scottish. Is he a Scot? Who's he a Scot? Uh, he's from uh, Pais. He was born in Paisley in the United Kingdom. Okay. And, uh, Stroud in the United. Where? So the United Kingdom. Where does that? Where does that mean he's from? Well, I don't know. The UK is uh, yeah, Scotland. <laughs> it's yeah. good work by you, Harry. Eng England, Scotland, and Northern Ireland, I believe, is the UK. Wow. And Wales. And Wales. Wow. Regular Ireland is often on its own, I believe. Yeah, you got the Scots. Yeah, I'd love to go to Scotland. You would? Yeah, after seeing Braveheart. Yeah, you know I mean, I, I should want to go, too, to play golf. But I guarantee if I went, it would rain sideways for six straight days. Yeah. <laughs> be guarantee. Windy. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. supposed to, you know, 120 in, dead wind in front yeah. of you, Harry. Yeah, and you're hitting a seven, I, you're hitting an eight, uh, or no, you're probably hitting a six a iron. iron to get in. <laughs> you got a gale force winds coming in. Yep. You're like, geez, can I just get over here and get a non-breezy? I want to enjoy this golf course, and it's making yeah. it impossible. I love this. Kevin Cooney, Kevin Cody, uh, tweeted during during the Penn State game. Another big game masterclass from James Franklin. Yeah, he hates Franklin. <laughs> Kevin Cooney. I love that. Uh, he's always on the fanatic before I do the pregame shows. And my oh yeah. Always says, 
he'll pop into the studio before we go on the air and talk to me over the IFB. Uh huh. And, and I'll be, he's, he's always asking me to hit some, do some of the Colonel. Oh, he just yeah. goes, Hey, it's Kevin. Um, is that guy a good player? And I go, ah, is he good? Ah, I don't oh, know. No. I mean, he's all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, he does the he does the walk in the beat or whatever. What's it called? The the podcast. Work in the beat. Did? Work in the beat. Yes, yeah. we we I've we both appeared on there, haven't we? Uh, I have. I don't know that times. I have. I know we've a had three times. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of two three times. Yeah, yeah. Well, we tried to reach out to Mikey Miss to come on today. Yeah, hold on. Let's let's throw down the gauntlet. Let's 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 t- hit Fudge Kitchen and let's put, throw the gauntlet down on old Mikey Miss. All right. Well, you know Maybe. the original Fudge Mindless. Kitchen, the official sponsor of Not for Long Media and the Ajis Podcast. Original Fudge Kitchen, a staple of the Jersey Shore. They got six locations: Cape May, Wildwood, Stone Harbor, and Ocean City. The original Fudge Kitchen, they make all of their fudge and sweet treats right in the store. That's going to guarantee a delicious, fresh product. So stop by and let them know that N4L sent you. But if you're not able to get there, not a problem. Just go to their website. They ship it. They'll ship it right to you. Fudgekitchens.com. And also, uh, Joey B says, Harry with the sharp hat, badass T-shirt, and mustache back. And that shirt, that is a Shore Boy shirt. Right. It's a hoodie. How comfortable is that hoodie. thing? I don't put the hoods up, but, you know, the kids do. Yeah. I'm too old for that. The Utes. Yeah, the Utes. But <laughs> sure, shoreboy.co and check out all their uh, all their merch. But, yeah, the hat's Lulu. Lulu Country Club. It's a oh. uh, Donald Ross design over Did there you, in Glenside. Yeah. I, that, I like that, Harry, because the, the little symbol on it is not overwhelming me. Yeah. It's, it's small. It, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like yeah. that a lot. They got a good logo. Good, good golf course. Really yeah. good. Oh, I got real quick before we get to Mikey. I got to throw out some thanks too to uh, Mark and, and everybody over at the D. Ambrosio Dodge Jeep Ram dealership. Oh, do we have a new sponsor? And actually, no, but maybe we, I'm going to send them this. Maybe we'll get one. The old lady wakes up Saturday. Mm-hmm. She, we went up to our uh, camp on, on Friday and she wakes up Saturday. She goes, I think I want to go today. She was been wanting to get a new vehicle. Get the, get rid of the mommy minivan, the whole thing. Yeah, and she goes. She I think something I wanna... more happening. Yeah, yeah, she goes, yeah. I, I, I think I want to go and test drive a couple of jeeps today. No, we're not going to buy it. I just I want to I want to try a, a stick, an automatic, uh-huh. and just you know what I want to look at the Rubicon. What kind of jeep now? Jeep Willys, you know. So the, the we, Wrangler. Yeah, the Sahara's the Wrang. Yeah, it's the Wrangler. Okay. So I'm like, all right, you know, we got nothing going on today. So, so we pop over there. I was like, I drove by this Jeep dealership the other day out in Exton, and mm-hmm. they have tons of them on the lot. So we'll go. Wait, over is that there. Route 30 or 320? Where Finger, is that? Route 30? 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right next to the Cracker Barrel. So we go over and walk right in the door, and there's this bald dude sitting there at his desk. Like, You're a bald guy, okay? We'll, we'll, we'll talk with you. So we sit down, and we're like, uh, you know, she's interested, and you know, we're not going to buy anything today. All right, we drive out of there with a brand new Jeep. Of course you did. You know how many people walk into a car dealership saying, hey, well, we're not buying anything today. We just want to look around, take some test drives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the guy's like, yeah, I've heard this before. You're a mark. (laughs) (laughs) But they were, you know, the car dealership experience a lot of times can be really lengthy and brutal. I'll go back Mm -hmm. to my guy, my finance guy, let's do this. Uh, They were awesome. It was an incredible experience. First of all, the Jeeps and the, what they had on a lot were stunning. Jeeps mm. are not what I thought they were the, from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Way nicer. And 
Um, the owner came out and, you know, they listened to the show and heard us on the radio, the whole thing, and gave me a nice Capitol Grill gift certificate uh, oh, yeah? card. Yeah. I mean, they were awesome. Such So it was a great experience. So if, you, if you're in the market for a Jeep or Dodge Ram, head their way over at uh, D'Ambrosio because they were fantastic to deal with. Wow. This awesome. feels like a live read. It, it does. Like right out of I'm the radio you, days. I, I literally got nothing out of it. This is not a paid sponsor. I'm just, I like to spread the word when I, you know, certain yeah. businesses do, That's, me do too. well by you. Yeah. Me and, too. I'll give them a review on Google reviews. I'll write up a nice review yep. like I did for rudder roofing a couple of weeks ago. And yep. the pressure washing guy that came to my house. When guys do a good work, good job for a, you know, an honest, you know, a fair number. Yep. I want to shout them out. Yeah, I do too. And yeah. and that's the thing is a lot of times, you know, customer service in this day and age is fleeting. Right. Good customer service. So, hey, they did a great job. The old lady got a, a 2024 Jeep, uh, Willys it's called. She mm-hmm. got it in a color called Earl. What? It's, let me see if I can show Earl. you. Earl, is that Pearl minus the P? <laughs> kind of. It's it's not the Duke of Earl, Harry. <clears throat> um. But yeah, I mean, it's an unbelievable color on Pearl this Earl. vehicle. Let me Earl. See if I, I think I have a picture of it here. Let me see if I can bring it up. Okay. Um, well, I the Willys, the Willys Jeep, the Willys Jeep that that was an old, that was one of their originals way back in the day, I believe. Is that right? Is that where that yeah. comes from? I'd say, well, I yeah. didn't know. You know the um, Sugar Magnolia song by the Grateful Dead. I've heard it, Harry. It's in the lyric, "Stuck like a Willis in four wheel drive." Really? She's a summer lover in spring, fall, and winter. She can make happy any man alive. Oh, that's a reference to the Jeep, I believe. I did. I never knew that. Yeah. Sugar magnolias blossom blooming. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's good work by you. I'll find a picture here. All right. And put it up. I'm, I know I sent her one, but the color is Earl. Yeah. Wow. And again, not the Duke of Earl. Harry. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a, or, or Earl Bailey. Right, exactly. I tried reaching out to him. I don't think he answers his emails. Yeah, or his uh, LinkedIn. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna show it to the camera here from my telephone. Uh, let me close that. All right. So this is it right here. Well, I can see the outline of the vehicle. Yeah, you can't see the, the color. color. Really doesn't show up. All right. Let me. Uh, let me send this to myself. Yeah, not Earl the Pearl. Joey B with a great. Oh, pull. good ball. Oh, Bartram High School's own, I believe. Earl Monroe. Wow. I that think he went to Bartram. One. Wow. And I think what did he go to Morgan State? I got to look this up now because then he played for the Baltimore Bullets, and then of course was traded, I believe, to the New York Knickerbockers, where he he played in the backcourt. With uh, Walt Clyde Frazier. Wow. How about that backcourt? That's good work. Yeah. All right, here you go. Here's the here's the new ride for the old lady. There you go, Harry. That's oh, the that's color nice. Earl. Yeah. Did that's nice a job, good, didn't she? That's a good-looking, yeah, that's a good-looking vehicle. Yeah, and it's not chalk, you know. It, not, not, yeah. You're not going to see many of that color on the road. There's The pastellers are big right now. Yeah, I like that. Let that's me the see old lady's here. knee. You know, she's putzing around in that thing. Yeah, well, is she, is she a MILF in that thing? Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, no, he yeah. went to Winston-Salem State. My bad. Ah. But he did go to Bartram High School. Okay. Yeah. He was the second overall pick in the 1967 draft. 67? 1967. Wow. A long time ago, Harry. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, gr- great experience there. So, um, and, and the Jeep is weird. Like, you sit in and you drive. You know how, like, your car... 
you have the dashboard and then it kind of you have a, an area that goes down because the steering or the uh windshield is like angled uh-huh the jeep you're like you're on the steering wheel and you can like literally put your fingers to this to the to the uh to the windshield because it's oh, really? flat right in front of you oh wow it's so different well now how does it drop how does it ride when you're like on a the car highway? but i mean like the the wheels the tires are for off-roading so sometimes mm. they ride a little rough yeah on the back highway the, yeah back in the day the jeep was a rough ride yeah but now they, they've perfected it man it's oh okay just, and there's a whole this whole Jeep community subculture and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, you're involved in the subculture now. She's involved in the subculture, Harry. I am not. Well, you might want to get involved too, because I mean, she's going to meet other men in this subculture with other Jeeps. Have fun. I have my own subculture. I do not need another subculture, Harry. <laughs> Please take her off my hands. Yes. <laughs> Careful what you ask for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to go so we go up there on friday we buy the jeep and we have to go back up saturday or sunday morning because she left her uh product up there no her little box with all of her with all of her uh her dispensary items gummies and stuff in there uh, yeah everything oh my god the pens i'm like how do you pack up to leave and leave the most important item there <laughs> like if she leaves the house does she ever leave without it uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, she's in work mode and she has to run to Wawa. She's not bringing the the vape or the pen, right, right. <laughs> you know. But if she's but, going up to uh, your place, going to your camp? cabin, if you're the cabin, oh, the, right. yeah. Why do you think she bought the cab? Right, right. <laughs> like that picture is taken in the in the driveway there. The beautiful fall foliage. Oh yeah, beautiful time of year. Nice. I love this. So, um, she said, "Is Mert's wife going to get a Willie's tattoo?" No, yeah. but she's thinking about it, getting some new ink. Yeah, yeah, I am as well. There you go. To get. I'm thinking about extending the sleeve, Harry, right here mm-hmm. onto the hand. Really? You think about that. Ew. Yeah, it'd be painful. I know that. Yeah, it's that's got to hurt. Yeah, because you got a lot of metatarsal in there. Yeah, and it's thin skin. I don't know. I can't talk to people with tattoos and tell them what to do. It's all that you talk about a subculture. That's yeah. a subculture, and I'm not involved in it. Yeah. yeah. So You're I don't not, have any. Answer. You are not in my subculture. No. Harry. No. Nor nor are you welcome until you. You know, you do some initiation of getting a full sleeve. Yeah. Now, at Pure Blarney on uh, Twitter says, you guys should be on the air. The talent pool at a certain radio station needs oxygen, he says. Now, so. what what radio station? Is he referring to uh, 102.9 WMGK, Harry? No. No. Love that station, though. I do, too. We should have yeah. taken over for uh, uh, JDB. Yeah, we should have. That would have been Crockpot to the... Uh, to the unemployment line. No, no, that's not <laughs> Vasilotti. Vasilotti's yeah. good. I would have had him a part of any show. Yeah. Like I love Vasilotti. Yeah. I, mean, I used to, I mean, is that his wedding? I used to be on that show. And then you took my spot after I left. Yeah. Handicap. Uh, yeah. The handicapping thing. That was fun going in there on Friday mornings and talking a little football with JDB and Vasilotti. Loved it. It was because great. at the end, <laughs> here's our Eagle song of the week. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Matter of fact, JDB was the first appeared on the first ever episode of the Odd Cheese podcast. That's correct. Distinguished guest. That's correct. The mustache and all. Yeah. Now speaking of guests, we tried to reach out, or you did, to to yeah. Mikey Miss because we wanted to touch base with him, and uh, we got crickets. Yeah, I've got nothing in response, Harry. I I just hit him up. Here's up. Uh, let me just. I'm not going to show it, but I'll sh- tell people what I said. Right. 
in my text uh, to Mike. And I text with Mike regularly. I think right. I, you do the, the Sopranos well. usually. Yeah. So yeah. the last text I got from Mike was last Monday, Harry, October 16th at 1026 a.m. Mm -hmm. And it's just a, a, a YouTube link to the 24 times Paulie Walnuts had the best line on the Sopranos. My response, classic. And he goes, oof, Maron, he looks terrible. <laughs> so I reach out to him yesterday at 1004. Uh -huh. And I said, hey, are you around to jump on with Harry and I tomorrow for our live stream show podcast at 1110 a.m.? Want to talk Phillies, Eagles, and more? We can cross-promote your podcast and stuff as well. Sure. I see it says read yesterday. No response. Wow. Well, what did Nothing. we do wrong? I don't know. And we could have talked Penn State, too, with him. That... I mean, this is perfect time. Yes. Game seven, Eagles roll over the Dolphins. Penn State loses. James Franklin. Game. Yep. Could have talked about the the tush push, what his thoughts are on that. What, by the way, what are your thoughts on the tush push? Yeah, enough Otherwise of these people known bitching as about brotherly it. shove. Yeah, these people got to stop bitching about it. It's a legal play. Right now it is. I don't know that it's going to stay legal, but well, I mean, right now it is, and nobody does it any better. Yeah, other teams should just figure out how to do it. Well, apparently the worked, Giants tried it, and somebody got hurt, and that's why it might end up being under review again in the offseason because it could be – I saw Adam dangerous. Schefter tweeted this a week or so ago saying that it could come under review again because of uh, the possibility for injury. And it's like, really? The Eagles players don't get hurt doing it. Yeah, they've only done it a thousand times, and I haven't seen a player cart it off yet. I think they did it four times the other night, and every time yeah. it worked. Yeah. I do agree, though. There's something – in my brain that just says it's not really a football. Yes. Like where you got two guys lined up behind the quarterback pushing his ass Yeah, to me just doesn't seem quite right. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. It's not like they put things into sports and you go, okay, you know, teams then find their way to ruin it. Right. And not make it in the spirit for which it was applied. Right. And it's like, uh, you had, you had something good and you ruined it. And, I get it, but look, you only got 17 of those games. You're in fourth and one. You need right. a first down if you got the ability to do that. But they got that it. offensive line, which is the best in the league. They got the you know a center that's going to the Hall of Fame and the a quarterback that squats like 600 pounds. I don't know that you need A.J. Brown back there pushing his ass. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? No, you're absolutely right. Because that's and what makes it look like a bogus play. Yeah. You know what it, I mean? It looks like a rugby scrum. Yes, it does. And it doesn't look like football, like handing it off to a running back or just a traditional quarterback sneak where he just jumps to the right of his tackle and, and right. finds a hole. Well, Tom Brady was really good at that. He'd just tuck his head right inside yep. his guard's ass, and he'd get the first down. Yeah. yeah. I, I get what you're saying. It is not aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. But but it is effective. And right now it's legal, so use, use the hell out of it. Yeah. Now, if yeah. they get to like a Super Bowl and they have to win the Super Bowl and they do it, <laughs> you know, fourth and one at the 46 yard line and they do it. And mm -hmm. that ends up being the play that determines the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then and then they, you know, make it illegal. Right. <laughs> that would be. Oh, boy. That's probably what's going to happen. So, ben, so uh, James Franklin should learn the tush push and then he yeah. wouldn't have to punt the ball on fourth and one at his own 45 yard line. Yeah. Well, you got to have quarterback a quarterback six foot six. Yeah. But you got a big boy there. Yeah. You got to have a quarterback that's got some ass. Daniel Jones has no ass for the Giants. No, he doesn't. Tyrod Taylor's a better quarterback, by the way. Yeah, and this kid, speaking of better quarterbacks, 
forget about uh, Justin Fields. He stinks. Yeah. The kid from Shepherd College, Shepherd University, should be the starter going forward. Did you see wow. what that kid did last yeah. week? Yeah, yeah. That's a Division II school. They used to play Shippensburg when I went to Shippensburg. Wow. Shepherd Kutztown, too, Harry? Yeah, they do. They played Westchester. Westchester College at the uh, time? Yeah. <laughs> Before it became university? Mm-hmm. So, going back, though, I, I, we'll see if we can get Mike on maybe next week. But, yeah, cricket so far. That's amazing. I'm on the pay no mind. You know, Justin Decker just messaged in and said, Mikey Miss pulled an Egan. I am not ready for you. <laughs> uh, classic. Oh. oh, my goodness. You would come into the when we when he was producing our show mm-hmm. and you would come in and be like, Can you get me this? Give me you ask him to get you sound. And you wanted a rapid, ready to go producer. Right. That what you knew was on the stick from the moment you walked in the door. Precisely. And you did and you did not walk in the door five minutes before a show like no. some other people. I'm there for an hour and a half before the show. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not there to socialize. You're there no. to get some stuff together and like let's kind of figure out where where we're gonna go and have some sort of framework. I was big you know, on the preparation. You were. Because once you do the preparation, then the show's easy. Yeah. At, because, and all the preparation may go out the window. Right. Based on where the show goes. Oh, it did pretty much every day with Bruno. Three minutes in, Harry. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, Audible. When I with, yeah. When I worked with it, Mike and I prepared a ton. Now, he oh, didn't yeah. show up an hour and a half before, but we corresponded uh, and, I, and we always had a lot of talking points ready to go when I worked mm-hmm. with Mike. I, I had a very, you know, good preparation system with him. Uh, when I worked with Anthony, it wasn't so good. Mm. <laughs> well, you and Mike weren't just up there reading the show sheet either. No, no. Right. No. We debating the issues and, you know, he was always litigating everything. Right. Um, but with Anthony, it was, you know, Andrew and I would be in there figuring it out and uh, come up with these ideas and angles. And, and Anthony would come in, no, forget about that. <laughs> I'm like, now, mind you, this is three minutes before the show. Right, right, right. Or five minutes in, depending on. <laughs> I, I'm coming up on four years, Harriet, since I got zipped really? on Halloween. Yeah. Wow, I'm five years. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it was October 1st, 2018, I believe, was my last day. Yeah, I poured one out on that day, right on the show. Yeah. And uh, uh, they had asked me when that happened to not say anything, mm-hmm. if you recall. And you didn't listen. I did not listen. Right. I was fucking angry. Not at you. I understood your position. Right. And I respected your position. I didn't like your position. Right. But right. I but I respected it. I didn't like that we were put in that position. Right. Right. And the result of that, I thought it was bullshit. Yeah. And I still think it's bullshit. <laughs> so so to your original point um about us going back and and adding some uh entertainment who knows well we'll see i have no idea but we're interested things can change quickly yeah, yeah. not quickly remove that part oh yeah okay nothing happens quickly in radio <laughs> <laughs> so we'll no. see where it goes um anything else you want to get to you want to talk about this u2 thing well yeah i, I wanted you to check out u2 is doing a residency as they call it uh, in the business at the sphere, which is yeah. the new venue uh, of it's, it's t- changing the way concerts are viewed. Really? Uh, they, they, this adds a totally different dimension uh, to show business. It's, it's kind of amazing. I, I'd actually, I'd love insane. to be able to get in there, but I wanted to get your thoughts on the venue. Um, and also of you too, because I gave a listen 
to some of the videos, Bono is shot. Yeah, he's gassed. The voice is gone. He's gassed. I mean, he, a big part of his presentation and his presence on stage was his freaking energy level. And, you know, he, he, he had a powerful voice, man. Yeah. He's, he's done. signature voice too, Harry. Yes. Um, yeah. He is 63 years of age. I get it. Yeah. yeah let's keep that. Um, you know, that, that holds Mick Jagger, like 80. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, plus 10, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, but his energy has never wavered. That's what, that's my point. Yeah. yeah. Some guys, you know, it, it just, they lose it. And yeah. You know they can't do it anymore. Like, like it, 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 bur- it kills me to say, Mick Jagger is eighty, but like Robert Plant, like yeah. I can't I go see him because it's just, it's sad. It's like, a different Robert that. Robert Plant. He's still yeah. he, like if you know who's the Allison Krauss, I think is who he's been. He does a lot working of, yeah. with a lot. Um, he's good with the different versions of the of the Zeppelin songs. He just yeah. can't do nineteen seventy two anymore. Yeah, he's Who not could? hitting those notes in Kashmir ever again. Correct. <clears throat> and, but, um, yeah, Bono is gassed. Yeah. But as far as the venue goes, oh. um, it's insane. It's like the Fells Planetarium on steroids. Yeah. And watching Pink Floyd in, in not in 3D, but in like 10D. Well, that would be the band. If you could go back in time. Oh. Uh, to Come putting on. them back together, like, but you know, dark side of the moon, wish you were here era, Nick Mason, animals, yes, yeah. you know, the whole thing, and go back to that time period and that place, yeah, that would be off the charts. It would be that would be the ultimate experience at that venue with that visual effect, yeah. I mean, the visuals are mind blowing. Mm-hmm. I don't even know that I would watch a heck of a lot of the band, no, I didn't, <laughs> frankly, I didn't even know the band was there. Yeah, like just give me a soundtrack because they sound like shit. Yeah, <laughs> just, exactly. Just play the U two CD. Yeah, <laughs> can we get the uh, the yeah. boy cassette, please, up here? <laughs> or let's go. Let's get that Red Rocks live album and just put it on. Perfect. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and we'll just pretend they can. The band will be there. They can stand there, or just pull up a chair and watch with us. Yeah, but play the audio from from Under the Blood Red Sky. <laughs> right at Red Rocks. Give me, uh, you know, Larry Mullen Jr. apparently is not playing drums right now. He's hurt. Oh. Yeah, it's uh, Joey B. Larry Mick Mullen. It's Larry Mullen Jr., I believe. But apparently Brom Vandenberg is the sit-in drummer now. Who is Brom Vandenberg? What band was he from? I have no idea. Hmm. I've never heard of Brom Vandenberg. And you think if I would have heard, if I'd have heard that name before, I probably would have remembered it. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty cool name. Yeah. Actually. Um, yeah, I mean the venue is staggering. It is. It's just unbelievable. Like the what they can do in the projections and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It is it is pretty wild. But you know, like if I go to a concert, am I there to see the band or am I there to see this wild, you know, graphic show and stuff? I like that stuff within the concert to an extent. But I yeah. also like going to see a band and like just seeing the band go on stage and, and fucking rip it up. Right. Well, they can't you know? rip it up anymore. No. Yeah. Yeah, I went uh, and saw Pantera and like like there was some pyro and some stuff like that. And it was awesome. Yeah. And they sounded great. Yeah, I was I was loving it. Okay. But, yeah. Uh Brom Vandenberg is a Dutch rock musician uh for the band Krezip. K-R-E-Z-I-P. Never Krezip. Yeah, never heard of him. I don't know. Never heard of him. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, but yeah, you're right though. Bono it, it, he shot gas over. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, have you ever seen you two, Harry? I've seen him like six times. Wow. I What's saw the him, first show? The first show uh, was one of the, the best concerts I ever saw, and I've seen 100-plus concerts, was, um, oh, what was the name of the Joshua Tree tour, okay. September the 27th, 1987, at JFK Stadium. Wow. Was yeah, that, when, that was when the first Pink Floyd one. played there like the next night? Pink Floyd the played there, yeah. That they, week they, or something. They, yeah, they did play there that year. Momentary I, want, reason I, I wanted there. to go, and I didn't for some stupid reason. I think I had like like exam, an exam or something that I had to study for because that was when I actually studied. Yeah, I saw I saw the Pink Floyd shows at 1987 there. Oh, you did? Right after you 2 yeah. Okay. But you saw the U2 Joshua Tree. Yeah, and that's the, the, you know, that's the height of their popularity there. Yeah, and that Bruce Springsteen actually came on stage with them that night. Nobody wow. knew it was happening. And they did Stand By Me with Bruce. Mm. Yeah. But it was really cool. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. But I've yeah. seen him at the Vet. I've seen him at uh, Carter-Finley Stadium in uh, Raleigh. Uh, I've seen him, where else? Tampa, I believe. That's all a saw, lot. You and I were at that vet show together. We that didn't know it. 91 or 92 at the time. Yeah, it was it had to be around there because it was before I moved down south. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was the Zuropa tour. They had the big TVs on like these. On the arms. little car. They had those little cars on the lifts, yep. remember? Yeah. Yep. Pretty yep. crazy. I, yeah, it was it was actually a good show. They, they were like one of the bands like I've always admired. Like I go, okay, it's it's not a band that I'll I'll go down rabbit holes on or anything like that mm -hmm. it's definitely unique they're another band that nobody ever emulated the sound right and that's because of the edge and bono yeah the edge yeah, guitar playing so unique with all is. the delay and the weird tunings and stuff yeah. like that like he like he's not strumming chords hmm. they're these weird structural pieces and um but yeah signature sound great band yeah um and uh got a chance to see him at that show so yeah they're they don't sound so good, but still, you two one of the great ones. Well, he's in that "It Might Get Loud" documentary. Yeah, I, I with uh, Jimmy Page and uh, Jack White. Jack White, which, yeah, which is I, a documentary. It's not starring Jack White, Jimmy Page, or The Edge. The star of "It Might Get Loud" is the instrument, mm -hmm. is the guitar. Yeah, it's a documentary about the guitar through the eyes of two or three very unique guitar players. Yeah. That's why it's great. And when, when when Paige rips out the riff from Whole Lot of Love, the look on their face is just priceless. Oh, they all go on the soundstage at the end of the documentary. Well, I love the part when they go into Paige's house, too, and he's going yeah. to his album. You see, this one here is... Uh... <laughs> and he's, but because he's so, like, you know, debonair at this point. He's regal. Yeah, he is, with the he's gray a, hair, yeah. ponytail, the whole thing. Yeah. But they go on that soundstage, Harry, and they're just kind of going through stuff and they're like playing with each other. And then he just hits to the humbucker mm -hmm. on that Les Paul and just goes and his mouth. Yep. Yeah. And they're getting the strumming and they're like, I never I, first of all, I never knew you strummed it like that. Uh -huh. That's how it that's how it's played. And they grab their guitars off their leg and they put them down. Mm -hmm. They're like, Yeah, I can't touch this thing. I can't, again. I'm not following this up. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I can't do it. There's also and just a good the look. Is like, oh my god! And it's... you can see like their cheeks trembling in because they're smiling. They're in and awe. They can't control it. Yeah, yeah. that's there's, what that riff is. There's a good uh, thing on 
uh, on Instagram, Joe Walsh, I think it was the Joe Walsh fan club or whatever I follow, where it played when Joe Walsh learned how to do that song. And he oh. was, he's just like, You got to send that to me. Yeah, I'll find it. You have got to I'll send that it. to me. Yeah. I so. like, I love like seeing, you know, great musicians have reactions like that. Yeah. And like that riff is, I mean, that's one of the best riffs, period. All and time. speaking of that, did you see recently? I think uh, Keith Richards was on with Jimmy Fallon recently because Fallon just came back to work. Apparently, I don't watch the show, but apparently he was off for this strike thing for a while now. Oh, he's yeah, back. Sag strike. And I think he had Keith Richards on, and Richards is on there with an acoustic guitar, and he's just jamming "Start Me Up." with this acoustic and it sounds so freaking good. And then Fallon starts singing and like dude, Mick Jagger? he sounds just like freaking Mick Jagger. He's yeah. got all the mannerisms, mm -hmm. all the timing, the inflection. It's freaking good. Uh, I'll send that to you. And Keith Richards fingers look like, oh. uh, like they've been through a war yeah. and a half. They're like Baldy's fingers. Like they it's, are. It's got like 10 Baldy fingers. Yeah. Oh, we say Keith. <laughs> Can we get a Keith Richards breakdown video? We say, we say, Richie, your whole thing. Start me up, wild horses. Beautiful. Beast uh, of burden. Yeah. Uh, he put uh, the cuz put out this video, and I said it to you yesterday on Twitter. This goddamn mic keeps lowering my volume in my ears. I'm trying to hear myself. Um, he put out to he's great, isn't it? The whole thing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> You got the red October, the birds, the guy. Ah, it's beautiful. <laughs> Here uh, it is. It's uh, do you follow Keith Richards on Instagram? I, I don't really even go on Official Instagram. Official Keith is his title. Keith K E F. K -E -F. Yes, That's beautiful. Chief yeah. Keith. Yeah. Wow. I, I don't really do the gram a whole lot, Harris. That does sound good on acoustic. Doesn't it? I want to hear Jimmy Fallon sing. I wonder if we're going to get shut down because of this. There. Wow, he does sound good. <laughs> Can we get him on stage with you too, Harry, to do Bono? Exactly. At the sphere? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, is awesome. That's on Instagram. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah good stuff. Um, anything else you want to get to? We've gone well over an hour here. Two minutes oh, past an hour. We're, I know. We're, we're now in overtime, Harry. It's three on three. <laughs> the after show. Yeah. Oh, geez. yeah. <laughs> That's another three hours then. No, the Beckham Netflix series. I haven't seen that, Brian or Joey B. Joey B's. I thought Brian Cunningham asked this that, but it's Joey B. But I do want to watch the there's a there's a Netflix thing. I think it's only one episode on Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, that I want to see. From his like workout days and stuff. No, it's like his whole life. It's like a oh. whole thing on him, like yeah. how he got started, and you know, from Austria. Yeah, you talk oh. about an interesting life. Yeah, yeah, very bizarre. Yeah, so. politics and everything. Mm -hmm. He, you thought he was just like some total meathead, but he's actually right. an intelligent guy. And then he, and then he ended up banging the cleaning lady. Is like, like his maid, right? And had a kid with her. Oh, I remember that and story. Apparently, he and the kid are like very close. Oh, that's, that's great. Probably, that's one of the things that it comes out in it. She was yeah. the cleaning lady, huh? And she was like the maid or something. Wow. Every man, a man needs a maid. Neil Young sang that. Uh, so I, I agree guess, with Neil. You know, Arnold took it to heart. Yeah, he really needed her. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, 
Let me get a couple predictions from you before we get out of here. No. Let's start with tonight, Harry. Game, game number seven, Citizens Bank. Bar. Two runs are going to score. Who wins uh, Phillies win it. Score? I don't know what the score will be. I, I think there's probably going to be. 5-2 written all over it. You know, 4-2, something like that. Mm-hmm. Odds Harper gets a homer tonight. Um, I don't think he'll get pitched too. Yeah, that's the problem. Um, and you know, with Bohm behind him, that's not protection right now. Um, yeah. I think Schwartz will hit one though. To where Kensington? Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> yeah, right. Port Richmond. Yeah, <laughs> he just uh, destroys the ball. It's insane. If he hits one in the first inning, Harry, yeah, that place is oh. gonna just. It go insane. Well, he's, if he's sitting on a pitch and gets it, forget about it. Yeah. You know, did you see the Chris no. Collinsworth thing talking about um, sports fans in Philadelphia and how much it matters and stuff? No. Like, all, everybody's commenting on it because the atmosphere is so insane down there. Yeah. I was talking last Monday to John Tortorella before we were taping our Hockey and Hounds piece that we do mm-hmm. weekly. And I was asking him about the Phillies and if he still corresponds with Rob Thompson because Rob Thompson's Canadian, big hockey guy, texts torts a lot. Oh, like he yeah. texted me one time during a rain delay. <laughs> Topper is a Canadian. Yeah. Ah. And I believe so. And I said, this Harper, you know, is unbe- he's like, oh, my God, he's unbelievable. He goes, I got to get this guy in front of my boys, in front of the team. Yeah. To talk to them about playing here, playing under pressure, playing in big moments, yeah. games that matter. He's you like, should. I have got to get that he's like how does that not happen yeah he's like topper said we'll make it happen he's like you can't do it right now he's in the midst right, of right. this run he's like but that guy is everything i want my players to be mm-hmm. you know yeah so he's like i gotta get this guy in front of my team and i was like that's a great call it is so torts is fucking great i love yeah he is oh, i had him i talked he to him is. yesterday from vegas and i'm like oh you're out in vegas torts is, does what happens in Vegas, stay in Vegas. He goes, I hate Vegas. <laughs> I, I knew that. I knew that's what he'd say. Uh, he goes, he goes, I, I, I go, you couldn't go there. So much distraction. He's like, he's such a simple dude. One yeah, farm just, with animals. hangs with his dogs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we do the, it's hockey and hounds. The only reason we talk every week is so we can promote the PSPCA and adoption right. and all that stuff, which is great. So, um, fantastic stuff. All right, let's wrap it up there. Uh, oh, let me get your prediction on the Eagles on Sunday. Well, they play in Washington. Washington took them to overtime uh, at the link. Six and a half point number. I think it'll be close. They always are. Um, but I think the Eagles will win. All right, there we go. All right, uh, Flyers will give the Vegas Golden Knights their first L tonight, by the way. You think so? Yeah. Wow. And then we got the NBA starting this week. I just saw a tweet before I came on with you. Tonight begins eight months of NBA basketball. Eight months. Jesus, it's that long. Yeah. I guess six month regular season and a couple of months for the playoffs. Yeah, it goes into mid-June. Nothing like something that lasts eight months. You already know that the Sixers are going to be out in the second round. Yeah. Yeah. If they they get that far. Right. What a mess. Yeah. Uh, I'm not an NBA hater, Harry. I just hate the hype. Exactly. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great night. Enjoy the Phillies game tonight. Don't get too stressed. Everything's going to be beautiful. <laughs> Enjoy the night tonight. Celebrate it. Climb the poles, if, even if they're greased. But uh, we'll talk to you next week, maybe with Mikey Miss. If he decides to respond, we shall see. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Leave us a five-star rating and review. We'll talk to you next time for Episode 78 of the Odd G's Podcast. See you, everybody. Hey,